This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 197. Show notes for this episode and links to anything mentioned in this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 197. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. Okay, first things first doors are officially open for the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind. I have so many messages from so many of you wanting to know when you can sign up, where you can sign up, how you can jump on board for the Momentum Mastermind. So if you go to smamastermind.com, S-M-A as in Shameless Mom Academy, mastermind.com. You will find all the details to the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind. You will find testimonials from other mamas who've been through the program before, so you can get a little bit of a sense of what they got out of it. You will find all the details on what you get with the program, pricing, dates, all those good things. What I will tell you here and now is that I built this program for my Shameless Mom community, to have a place to come together, to share and celebrate wins, to set goals together, to learn with each other. I also wanted it to be a place where I could be definitely giving you some very specific education and helping you dig a little deeper than what we do here on the show. So this is kind of like taking the show to the next level, but it's behind closed doors. And because I want to be able to work closely with each one of you. So pop over to smamastermind.com and see the different options. There's actually two different ways to participate in the program. So you can check it out, see which option is best for you and know that there is early bird pricing until Thursday, tomorrow. So, oh my gosh, make sure you get yourself signed up. If you're listening to this in live time, get on over there because prices go up Thursday morning. So you want to be getting yourself enrolled right away. Once pricing changes, I expect the program to sell out. 
If the program has not sold out by Thursday, which is totally possible because registrations have actually been happening. I did a little early bird registration for a private email list over the weekend. So a number of spots are already taken, but pricing will go up on Thursday if the program is not sold out. So definitely pop over to SMA Mastermind to grab your spot right away so that we can get started working together. This program is for people who already have goals set and they want some help and support, or like I was talking to a shameless mom about the other day, She said, I don't know what I want to work on. I just want to like work on some things with you. I was like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. So there will definitely be some mamas in this program who don't know quite what they want to work on yet. They just know that they want some direction to live more positive, powerfully with more impact in 2018. They maybe want to take more time for themselves to do things that light them up, maybe make some transitions in different areas of their lives or look for growth and development in certain areas of their lives. So we'll be working on all sorts of different things and you don't have to know exactly what you want when you sign up. We will figure that out together, I promise. So go ahead and pop over to smamastermind.com to get full details. And now let's go ahead and dive into today's amazing, if I do say so myself, episode. Okay, mamas, so we have some good stuff to cover today. I want you to stop being guilty over your pleasures, which means I want you to catch yourself the next time you talk about something being a guilty pleasure. Because here's the thing. Me loving watching The Real Housewives... It's not a guilty pleasure. If I want to do something that I really like, I actually deserve to do that and I don't have to feel bad about it. Even if the rest of the world maybe thinks it's not a super credible use of my time or a super productive use of my time, that doesn't matter. I don't need to have guilt over it. So that's just one example of all the different ways that I hear women talk about guilty pleasures. Now I want you to think about how often you hear men talk about guilty pleasures in comparison to women. Because I don't know that I ever hear men talk about guilty pleasures. Men just talk about stuff they like to do. So like, hey man, I love drinking some beer. Hey man, I love watching the game. It's not like, oh my guilty pleasure, doing my fantasy football league, or oh my guilty pleasure, watching the big game. Like, hey man, I like to drink some beer. Or hey man, I love watching the game. Or hey, totally into my fantasy football league this year. They're not like, oh, my guilty pleasure, my fantasy football league, which is kind of on par with Real Housewives, if we're being honest. Like, don't send me hate mail because you don't think that Real Housewives is the same as fantasy football, but I kind of think they're similar. If you agree with me, send me mail. I would love to hear some support of this argument. (laughs) I don't need to hear hate mail about it because... I'm joking around, but I think that these things are really similar and it's interesting how we have these conversations with ourselves and with other people. And the big thing here with having these conversations with ourselves is when we identify things as being guilty pleasures, we're talking about them in a very subliminal way as if we're not worthy of them. And that's not cool. Like I'm not cool with chocolate being a guilty pleasure because I fully deserve some chocolate, right? So I want you to think about some of the things that you identify as guilty pleasures and why you would need to feel guilty about them. So I came up with a little list of my guilty pleasures, and I want you to just think about if maybe some of yours are the same, some of yours are different, and even like sit down for a second and brainstorm. I actually texted myself this list while I was walking to an appointment yesterday because I didn't want to forget any of the things, but it took me like 30 seconds to come up with a decent amount of things. I think I maybe have 15 or so things on here. Okay, so these are my guilty pleasures that are not actually guilty because I feel no guilt about them, but they're things I think other people maybe would say could be classified as guilty pleasures. Okay, so Real Housewives, we've covered that one. People Magazine, so I don't actually read People Magazine, the hard copy. I go and get my daily updates over at people.com because I like to keep up on celebrity gossip. Like, not that I'm obsessed with the gossip piece of it. 
I'm obsessed with the story piece of it, which is also why I really love Real Housewives, I think, because I just love pictures into other people's lives because I'm super nosy. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Not a guilty pleasure that I'm nosy. I just am. It's just a fact. Okay, another guilty pleasure that is actually not guilty, chocolate, wine, alone time, date night, girls night, travel, taking a bath, bacon, cheese, my eyelash extensions. Oh, I love eyelash extensions. I need to do a whole episode on like how eyelash extensions have improved my life. And shout out to Lindsay here in Seattle who does my eyelashes. She's amazing. Massage, not a guilty pleasure, just a pleasure. Pedicures, my heated mattress pad, which was in conjunction with my long down coat, my favorite purchase of 2017. Let's see, what else here? Long showers. I actually had one of my mom's friends, I rented her condo for a while after college. She was out of town and she came home for like a weekend or a couple weeks or something and she stayed in the condo with me. And she noted to my mom how I was really wasteful with water. And I was like 22 at the time. And I was training for half marathons and like doing all this crazy running. So I would like come home from running seven miles in the pouring rain and take a long shower. And she would talk to my mom about how irresponsible my use of water was. 
which was interesting to me because she drove a Lincoln Continental for one person. And I think that the amount of gas that she used was as irresponsible. But anyways, I didn't tell her that. Keeping your child in childcare when you're not working. That's maybe one of my favorite pleasures that is not guilty. So those are some of mine. I'm sure you have more to add to that. And I'm sure I could think of more if I gave myself a little more time, but those were literally like 30 seconds off the top of my head. Okay. So the thing about this list, there's like nothing wrong with any of these things. So there's no reason to feel guilt because guilt would imply there's something wrong with this or like I'm hurting someone by doing these things or that I'm taking away from someone else's life by putting these things in my life. Like none of those things are true, right? So here's the thing. First of all, you deserve pleasure because pleasure is part of self-care. Also, you deserve joy and happiness. Like joy and happiness doesn't just need to be reserved for other people. You actually deserve that too, right? So when someone says to you that they're going to indulge in something that they classify as a guilty pleasure, are you like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that. I can't believe they're going to go take a bath by themselves with a glass of wine and a good book at eight o'clock tonight. No, you're just like, oh, that's great. In fact, instead of thinking that they should feel guilty about it, you're like, note to self, I need to do the same thing. So it's easy for us to think that other people are worthy of these things. But then when we go to maybe ask for this time from our spouses or partners to do these things, or when we're letting the rest of the world know that we're indulging in something, we feel like it needs to be like, we need to present it as something that we don't deserve. So this actually, I see this a lot with women in food situations where women are in restaurant situations or group eating environments, and they feel like they need to talk about what they deserve eating, which by the way, you never have to justify what you quote unquote deserve to eat in front of anyone else ever, ever, ever. It's actually really inappropriate and extremely minimizing to you and the people around you. If every time you eat something that you think is indulgent in front of another person, you clarify it or classify it in some way. So for example, when you are eating with a big group of people and maybe you go back for a second helping of something, or you decide to like indulge in the dessert or whatever, and you say like, oh my gosh, this is totally my guilty pleasure. Like I earned this today. So I'm treating myself and this is my reward for blah, blah, blah. In that setting, that saying to those other people that we don't all deserve to have the things that we want just because we want to have them. And that's not true. If you want to have the ice cream and the chocolate syrup and the nuts on top, you deserve to have that. And there doesn't ever need to be explanation around that or clarification for anyone else's purposes. You just deserve to have that because that's something that you enjoy and that's something that brings you happiness. And it can be left at that. There never needs to be like a conversation around why you're choosing to have a second serving of pasta, another piece of pizza, opting in for the dessert, having another glass of wine. You can answer to yourself on those things. If you have a goal around weight loss and you're you know, choosing to eat those kinds of things, like you probably aren't going to get super close to your goal, but that's your business. That's not anyone else's business. And for you to clarify to everyone else, well, this is my guilty pleasure, or I'm really going all out tonight or whatever. It minimizes you. It minimizes your value. It minimizes your joy or your being deserving of joy and happiness. So just be really careful around those kinds of comments, because I hear that a lot around food when it's guilty pleasures around food. Bacon is my guilty pleasure. Chocolate is my guilty pleasure. Like those kinds of things. I'll chime in with mine, which is cheese. And I actually, today I was going to put up a picture of a block of Havarti cheese and say that I shouldn't be left alone in my house with a block of Havarti. But then I was like, no, I can't do that because that makes it sound like I'm not a grown ass woman who can be responsible for my own cheese intake. And the truth is I can, and I am responsible for my own cheese intake. 
And it's not a guilty pleasure. Like for the most part, I don't keep cheese in the house that I can't hold myself back on because literally like when I'm home alone, I just will want to eat cheese endlessly. So I make responsible choices around that. But when I choose to enjoy cheese, I choose to enjoy cheese. And that's not, oh my gosh, I'm having a guilty pleasure right now. And I'm going to like have a cheat meal or a special treat or whatever. It's just like, hey, I'm going to enjoy some cheese right now. And I actually learned that from one of my clients in one of my transformation programs at the gym. At one point we were talking about, I had set some parameters around drinking during the program. And so I had said like, you're allowed two drinks a week in the program. And she came back to me and she said, I'm going to make the rule for me that I will enjoy two drinks a week. And that really changes it. Again, it's a simple matter of semantics, but it changes it to like, instead of I'm going to have this guilty pleasure. I'm going to cheat two times a week, which have different impacts in terms of how we mentally digest that. She said, I'm going to enjoy these two times a week. That has such a different way of framing it. And that's different than like, I'm going to have my guilty pleasure, which makes it seem like bad and like inappropriate or maybe something we shouldn't have. And those kinds of things impact our view of ourselves and how we present ourselves to others. So Number one, you deserve your pleasure, so go for it. You deserve joy and happiness. Number two, when you talk like this about pleasure in general, you are minimizing yourself. So when you talk about things like enjoying alone time and you talk about that being a guilty pleasure or something that you don't think you're worthy of, you are minimizing yourself in front of other people usually, because usually when you classify something as a guilty pleasure, you're identifying it that way to other people, right? So you're minimizing yourself in front of other people. I did a whole episode on ways that we minimize ourselves and how to stop doing that. And I will link to that in the show notes. But I think it's really important that you are careful about the semantics of these things, because again, let yourself enjoy the things you want to enjoy and don't wrap a lot of context with minimizing yourself in the process of identifying what gives you pleasure. So before we dive deeper in guilty pleasures, I'm going to actually give you a new pleasure of mine. One of our new sponsors, Lola, is actually making something way more pleasurable to me. So let's talk about periods for a minute. And actually, let's just talk about wording around periods for a minute, because here's what I see happening. I see people reference periods and they always are like, oh, I hope this isn't TMI. Okay, so first of all, like over half of the world gets their period or has at some point or will at some point, because women, right? Like we do take up half of the planet. So I think when we're talking about periods, we don't have to tiptoe around TMI because this is like a super common thing. So it's not something that we need to hide behind. Okay. So back to our conversation about stop being guilty over your pleasures is that when you talk about guilt, you are typically associating guilt with self-judgment, critical self-judgment, I should add. So you are critically analyzing yourself in a way to say that you're not worthy of a certain thing or that you feel guilty about a certain thing or that like someone else maybe deserves that. But for whatever reason, like this is not something that you fully deserve. And a lot of times we say this very lightheartedly. I understand that. I totally get that when people are like, oh, my guilty pleasure is Real Housewives or all the wine or whatever. Totally understand that we're saying it in a very lighthearted manner. So I don't want you to think I'm being like obnoxiously caught up in semantics here. But it's important because these little ways that we judge ourselves actually make a difference in our self-identity 
and our self-perception and our self-confidence over time. And so if we're constantly making these little comments, these little critical bits of self-judgment, then over time, we're kind of wearing down at our own confidence. We're wearing down on our own self-esteem, which can be damaging in the long run. And the other piece of that is that you could actually be keeping the conversation super neutral, which keeps it really powerful. So the flip side of relating to something as a guilty pleasure would be to just state what you're doing because it brings you joy. And that's actually really powerful. So an example would be, hey, honey, tonight after the kids go to bed, I'm going to take a bath. I'm just really tired. I had a long day and I would just love a few minutes of alone time. So that's super neutral, right? I'm tired. I had a long day. I want some alone time. Like these are my needs. This is what I want. Instead of like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but my guilty pleasure is taking a bath and I just really need that tonight. Do you feel the difference between those statements? So when you're super neutral about it and you just like share some facts, There's power in that to say like, these are my needs right now. So I'm going to go do that versus my gosh, I know it's my guilty pleasure, but would you mind like this whole idea of like getting wrapped around an apology and wrapped around self-criticism and judgment and good versus bad and all that stuff like that is not cool. And a really powerful part of that is, first of all, be powerful in your relationship with your partner, not in a way to have power over the relationship, but just as a way to like be an equal partner, and also modeling these kinds of conversations to your kids, modeling conversations to your kids where mom does things that bring her joy and happiness because she deserves them, not because mommy has to like earn having a glass of wine or mommy has to earn having her time alone or mommy has to ask daddy's permission and be apologetic about it. That is actually not teaching your kids how to be powerful in their interactions and how to be powerful in asserting themselves to get their needs met. So it's really important that when you are dancing around these conversations that you're considering how are you presenting in judgment or not? And if you're identifying something as being a guilty pleasure, you are probably presenting in judgment or uh, criticism of yourself. Even if it's on a lighthearted level, even if it's on kind of feels like a small minor level, it's there. And that underlying message over time is degrading to you and it doesn't allow you to stand in your power. The next piece of this is owning and embracing every part of you. And it is important that you do that. So I am really open about the fact that I love Real Housewives. I own that. I embrace that. I understand that there are people who think that like, I am going to hell and I am not a good person because I would watch such trash. Totally cool. That's fine. Like you don't have it. My husband is one of those people probably. Like he is not allowed to be in the room with me when I watch Real Housewives because he wants to make fun of the show the whole time. And then he like rolls his eyes. Like, I can't believe you're going to waste your time with that. And it's just so ridiculous because like I've mentioned before, his favorite show is 60 Minutes. So there's a bit of a chasm between where we are on quality TV. And I don't like watching 60 Minutes because I call it depression hour because when we go to watch 60 Minutes on Sunday night, it's like, oh, and you know, the next invasion of ISIS and all the reasons that the current political system is like failing the whole world and like all these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why do I want to watch this at eight o'clock on a Sunday night? Like the way to end my weekend and kick off a new week is all these things about how like the world is caving in on itself. Please give me some Real Housewives instead. (laughs) I mean, they might also be an example of how the world is caving in on itself, but at least you get a good laugh. So this episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. 
Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. I think it's really important that you're owning and embracing the things that bring you joy. It's okay to speak up for those things as being part of what makes you tick, part of what is essential to you, part of who you are. And so whether that is you know, watching the crap TV, whether that is needing time to yourself, whether that is getting up in the morning before your family or saying to the kids, like from six to 6.30 in the morning, mom is having quiet time by herself and I am not open for conversations or requests. All those kinds of things, those are not guilty pleasures 
Those are just you asserting your needs. And if you own that and embrace that in a powerful way, that changes how you own and embrace other parts of yourself and your identity and how you carry yourself in the world and how you go after what you want in the world. So you can see where something that seems really silly and trivial, like identifying, you know, chocolate as a guilty pleasure can actually be part of a bigger picture of how you stand in your power, how you go after what you want, and how you present yourself to the world, and how you see yourself through your own eyes. And that's all very significant. So lastly, the last piece of getting over your guilt of your pleasures is going to be, and I've referenced this a little bit already, is just recognizing that words matter. And this is one of my things for the new year, something I'm really focusing on as I speak to different groups of women, is Words matter in the way that we talk about ourselves, in the way that we talk about our own behaviors, in the way that we talk about our personal attitudes towards ourself and our behaviors. So I think words matter. And when you are referencing something in relationship to your behavior as something that is guilty, that is putting yourself down. And it's putting yourself down in front of other people. It's putting yourself down in front of yourself. It's putting yourself down in front of your kids. And it is not healthy for any of those dynamics, but it also does not allow us to move forward as a gender. As a gender, we need to be practicing being powerful and being intentional in our words. Because when we do this, we model this to our children, they are going to be stronger women for our girls and our sons are going to see women differently than men currently do. And I think this is very important for so many reasons. And I'm not going to get too sidetracked because it would be so easy for me to get really tangential right now. (laughs) But I want you to just be aware of the impact of the words that you use around your behaviors in front of your kids and what that means for them in their lives. And there's so many different ways that this takes place. And this is such a small example, but I think that these small examples do matter. And, you know, we talk about like looking in front of the mirror in front of your kids. And I think there's been a lot of conversation around like you would never want to stand in front of the mirror and identify and say to yourself like, oh, I'm having a fat day in front of your kids, right? In the same way, you don't need to be identifying chocolate or sugar as guilty pleasures because you're demonizing sugar and you're minimizing yourself. You don't need to be talking about personal time to yourself as a guilty pleasure because you are taking away your own power and your own value in front of your kids when you do that. And you want them to understand what it is like to value themselves. And they're only going to see that in as far as they see you do that. So it's very, very important that you are choosing words and phrases carefully. Now, I know this sounds like a huge responsibility, like we can't constantly be policing our vocabulary, but it's just one more little thing to be thinking of. And I think that I see a lot of women in a lot of my colleagues really trying to just reframe some of the small ways we can shift our vocabulary over time that can make a big difference. And I think this is one of those ways. I've talked about not saying sorry. I actually did a whole episode on stop saying sorry, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. But I think that that's one of the ways, and I think that's even more prevalent. But I think that stop framing things as guilty pleasures is right up there with apologizing for everything that women apologize for. And I think it's really, really crucial and really important. And just one more layer of how we can value ourselves as much as the world needs to be valuing us. And it really does start with us stepping up and being like, yeah, I value myself enough to say that I deserve this. And I don't actually need to rationalize it to you. I don't actually need to feel guilty about it. I just value this enough and I value myself enough to say that like, I want this joy or this happiness today from whatever this little thing is. And I deserve that. And you can keep it right there. You don't need to go. You don't need to clarify beyond that or minimize it by calling it something that's calling it a guilty pleasure. 
So I hope this was impactful to you. I hope this was helpful to you. We will be having lots more kinds of conversations like this in the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind. So if you haven't already popped over there while you were listening today, make sure you go over and check out all that information. Registration is open. People are getting registered as we speak. There is limited space because I can only accommodate so many people. There is an opportunity to work with me one-on-one in the mastermind. And then there's an opportunity to work with everyone as a group. Both opportunities are super powerful, really, really fun. You're going to get amazing value in either opportunity. If you don't know which one is best for you, shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com. Be happy to talk you through it, but make sure you go over and you grab your spot because I really do expect this to sell out. And also we have early bird pricing just until Thursday. So make sure you grab your spot before Thursday. If the program is not sold out by then, prices go up. So go over to SMA, S as in shameless, M as in mom, A as in academy, smamastermind.com and check out all the different options for getting yourself signed up for the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind. I cannot wait to work with you. I cannot wait to get started. We start next Monday, January 22nd, and it's going to be amazing. So thank you for listening. Thank you for spending time with me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I hope that you have a fantastic day. I hope you share this episode with someone you know who you want to give them permission to stop being guilty over their pleasure. And until next time, until Wednesday, when I'll be back with part two of my interview with Leslie Juven, I care. Part two of this interview is so, so good, you guys. So make sure you come back for it. Until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.